0: Hey, weirdos. Uh, This is going to be a little bit different uh, of an episode in the fact that this is just going to be a chamber of comments. I'm not going to put the the strange sound effects under my voice to make it sound like we're in a cavern or anything. I just thought I'd take an opportunity to share a few comments that have come in and just make that an episode by itself. I hope that's okay with you. And I've not read most of these. I'm going to be going off the cuff, but I do know that a couple of them are actually Uh, complaints. So we'll start with those and then move on to who knows what else is coming up. The first one comes from somebody who's, I'm very sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm going to say Wesleya. Uh, They said, it was really offensive hearing you use a derogatory slur, the N-word, on the Wendigo episode. It's not acceptable. And this is actually the third red flag for me. I'm unsubscribing from your podcast. I'm sorry to hear that, Wesleya. Uh, You're not the only person that said that. John said something similar, so I'll go ahead and read his. Hey Darren, first of all, I just wanted to say thanks for the great gift of storytelling you provide. I usually listen to the podcast just before I go to sleep, I really do appreciate you and the listening pleasure you provide. I do, however, have a request. I was listening to an archived release of Weird Darkness last month, and I think it was the story about Wendigos. It was written by a guy who authored it in the early 1900s, so I can understand the mindset of someone living at that time. Nevertheless, the use of the N-word was used, and it took me aback, as I wasn't expecting to hear that. Being a black American, I was somewhat offended, and decided to delete that story right then and there. I've also heard from time to time the use of other profanities, such as the F-word and such. I know you're trying to be true to the original intentions and content of the author as written and I do appreciate that but back to my request could you put out a warning in the title i.e. explicit content or something that would let us know that excuse me or, or something that would let those of us that would rather not come across certain language content and be shocked in the middle of the story know in advance I'm sure I'm not the only one that way we could simply skip that particular story and continue enjoying all the other great content you upload. Small request, but a very important one, I believe. Anyway, if you'd consider doing this, it would be very much appreciated. Much thanks in advance, your brother in Christ, John. John, thank you very much for being so much more diplomatic than Wesley. <laughs> uh, but you both have the same concern, so I'll go ahead and address that here. Uh, You are right in the fact that I'm trying to keep the original intent of the author, the original content. Uh, I do believe I did put a warning at the beginning of that episode, not in the title, but at the very beginning, uh, saying that I would be using certain language that might be offensive, and uh, and I explained why I was doing it, which is what I'll explain again here uh, with you. But I, I don't think I put it in the subject title. I think I just did it at the beginning of the episode before I got into the story. The reason that I do that, I don't like that word either. In fact, I, I think it's an ugly word. I don't think the black Americans should be using it to tell you the truth. Uh, if it's, if it's bad for one or bad for, if, it, if it's bad for everybody, except one, then it's bad for everybody. And one shouldn't be the exception. And that goes with the F-bomb or anything else. I understand that the N-word is more personal, uh, but still, I just don't think it should be used. But I also don't believe in censoring content of historical documents. And that's the reason that I left it in. Granted, I could have just decided not to use the story at all, but it was such a great story. And I was hoping that the audience is adult enough to understand that you really don't need to be offended by words. Uh, so I'm really not exactly sure how to handle that whenever it comes up. I totally understand where you're coming from, John. And I also understand where I'm coming from. So it's, it's a, it's a hard, uh, it's a hard decision to make sometimes, but that's the reason that I do it. I, I don't feel that we need to be editing content from the past just a quick example, not nearly as severe, of course, but when they re-released ET in the digital box set or whatever, they decided to remove all of the FBI's guns and put walkie-talkies in their hands. It was stupid. It, just, it didn't make any sense. It, it took away from the story, in fact, uh, but really, it, it really wasn't necessary. Um, but we've gotten into this mentality in society that if it can offend even a single person that we shouldn't do it. And I just can't work that way. Uh, I worked in Christian radio for 30 some years, over 30 years. And I can't tell you how tiring it was to walk on eggshells the whole time, because I was afraid I might say one thing on the air that would cause an email or a phone call to the boss or whatever it, it was it was horrifying and that was in christian radio but but i'm telling you christian radio listeners they are we used to call them crusaders i mean it was like they were looking for things to be upset about Uh, nowadays we would call them karens uh and i apologize to anybody who's named karen but that goes right back to what i'm talking about they're just words please don't be offended but i just i don't want to live that way anymore I want to be able to tell the stories the way the author intended them. If I get into something that I think is too, too dark, then I just won't use it at all. But if the entire story is great and one word happens to be there, I I, I don't want to take it out. I think that there's a reason that the author used that particular word. And I don't think it was because in this particular case, it was Algernon Blackwood. I don't believe in this particular case that, Mr. Blackwood used that word himself on a regular basis. I I have not done any research on that, so I don't know. I could be completely wrong. But it was in a character's voice that it was used, and it makes sense for that particular character to use the word. That's all I'm saying. That's the reason I left it there. I know I'm going to have a lot of people that disagree with me, but honestly, I think we need to get past this whole being upset and being offended by every little thing out there i i have a hard time believing that people can listen to a podcast such as mine and be so easily offended by words and i'm not just talking about you john i mean that particular word i understand it's very you know it has a racial connotation but i mean there are just other words that people get triggered by and or or certain subject matter or whatever and they'll complain to me but do you not realize this is weird darkness there's I mean, I'm going to get into dark material there. Are, I'm going to talk about things that could naturally be triggering. You can't fault me for that. If you get offended or if you have an issue with one particular uh, one particular episode because it got too dark for you or you didn't like the content of that particular episode. I mean, what are you listening to then? That's anyway. I didn't mean to, <laughs> I did not mean to sound angry on that. I apologize. Okay, I think the rest of these are nice. So anyway, um, moving on. This one comes from Sonia. Uh, Hi Darren, love, love your podcast. I discovered it recently, so now I'm trying to listen to all the old podcasts so I can be up to date. Love the variety of stories. Thank you for your wonderful voice. It's so soothing during my chill out time. My daughter has special needs. So while she's at school, this is my favorite time. Thank you for keeping this mama sane, LOL. Bless you and your family from this Aussie family down under. Yep, from Australia. We love you. Signed, Sonia. Well, thank you, Sonia. I appreciate that. And it's nice to know that uh, when you have your alone time, you decide to, uh, to, to spend it with me. But uh, that does mean a lot. Thank you. Robert sent this one in and uh, it does not have any punctuation or capitalization. So I'll try to, uh, to get through it. Hey, Darren, this is Robert. I'm a fan of both your podcasts, Weird Darkness and Church of the Undead. I was talking with my mother yesterday while we were getting some things for around the house, and she's been deeply studying Scripture. And she was talking about how, as children of God, we are peculiar people on this earth. Then she said that, in the world's view, since we are peculiar, that the world views us as odd, strange, or as weirdos. I thought after she said that, then I told about her about told her about the Church of the Undead. Uh, excuse me, I. Uh, then I told about, in the Church of the Undead, you refer to the listeners as weirdos. The definition of weirdo that she and I looked up is, weirdo, a person whose dress or behavior seems strange or eccentric. So, in that case, as said in the Bible, and how the world views us, Christianity and God as a whole is spot on. So, you say the listeners both of both podcasts that are in the faith are weirdos in Christ. It's just a way of encouragement. Thanks so much for all the work, uh, the hard work and things you do to bring light to the darkness and for making an interesting and entertaining show. God bless you and Robin. P.S. Stay always the maverick you are. Well, thank you very much, Robert. I appreciate that, especially after those those first couple of emails. So um, you're asking me to continue being a maverick. So um, I, I will be. So, And I like that you looked up weirdo and that it actually fits. Uh, weirdo seems to fit pretty well for most of us uh, in the world. We're all weird in some way, it's just so not, not so many of us embrace it. I, and it's just, it's fun to have this family that does embrace it, the, uh, the family that gets it. They understand, yeah, we're, we're a little bit different in some, so even if it, in a tiny way that makes us a little weird. And that's what makes us special. Uh, okay, this next one comes from Maggie. This is a little bit longer. Um, Hi Darren, I've never done this before. Wrote to a stranger to tell them how wonderful they are. The work you do is amazing. Part of me wants to spill my whole life story and all my paranormal happenings to try and inspire you and others that you can make it through. I hate typing, so my grammar is going to suck and it's on my phone, but here you go. Born happy life, I had a family, uh, dad, mom, two sisters, me being the youngest, was so blissfully happy. Then people started dying around me. I was 7 in 1997, an uncle died of cancer, 98 another uncle, heart attack, then in 99 my oldest sister, 16 years old, died in a horrible, fiery car accident along with five other kids. In 2000, my father had a heart attack. We moved a lot, until 2003, my mom drank herself to death and died of pneumonia. She puts pneumonia in quotes. Uh, Then Maddie, my sister, and me were shipped off to different homes and foster care. For two years, me four years. At 18, I became homeless and addicted to drugs. For 10 years, I slept wherever, whenever. Mainly camping or just outside. I used to sleep in the cemetery on my dad's grave a lot. Through it all, uh, I only attempted self-harm once. The thought of leaving my sister alone made me throw up all the pills I'd taken. and From that day, I vowed to survive for her, and to be a good person so I'd be able to see my family in the afterlife. Finally, just six years ago, I met my legit soulmate. The calm, the warmth, and happiness I've experienced since then has been wonderful. I got clean, we got married, and have a beautiful child, and live every day for her happiness, to give her the love and safety I never had. Throughout my life, dreams have have told me of death. Recently, I had a dream of my best friend, which is how I knew. I normally dream of my husband, sister, or strangers that I don't know. I tried to reach out, but my friend never answered. Two months later, they found him, hanging from a tree in the woods. He'd been there the full two months. So As you can imagine, it traumatized me to think of the state of his decomposed body, half in the tree and half in a pool on the ground. It hurt to think he was out there that whole time alone and that he came to my dreams frequently, happy, smiling. I think he was finally truly happy, now the burden of life lifted from him. We used to call him Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, because he was that kind of sad all the time. He had tried suicide before, but had always reached out for help. This time, he did not. He wrote his family letters, shut off his phone, and disappeared forever. Later, I found out the date on those letters was the day after my dream, the day I reached out to him. But it was too late. I'm very picky about what I listen to and watch if the voice isn't right. I can't uh, obtain or understand. Oh, I think. All right. I, I, I can't attain or understand any of the information being given. But you're playing on my phone the entire time I'm awake. And the stories you tell don't scare me, because I've experienced a few already, live in the haunted home of my ancestors. The one scary thing here has come to me two times in my awake dreams, and I have stood firm, and he hasn't bothered me since. There's a nicer old man and a lady that that, uh, keeps to the basement, which is the original part of the house. The scary thing was in my daughter's room, so I've always slept in there with her. Her room is filled with elephants and charms and any good vibes I can, I, I can find, and uh, he seems to stay away. I think I've taken up enough of your time. Thank you for what you do, and please don't stop. You bring joy to the people. Thank you. Signed, Maggie." Wow, Maggie, thank you um, very much, not only for writing, but for opening up so much. Uh, that really is an honor. It, it really is. I know that was tough for you. Um, you even mentioned that, that in the beginning that you don't do this type of thing. You've never done that type of thing before. I'm glad that uh, the, the self-harm didn't work and that you're still around, that you found your soulmate, that you've, you got a child that you, that you love and care for. And uh, hopefully if somebody's listening right now, they might hear that to email that you sent me and maybe rethink their own plans. Um, I had a friend not too long ago who tried to commit suicide, and I only found out after the fact. Um, I wish he had called me. I, I wish he had dropped me a note to say, hey man, I just need to talk to somebody. That's, that's what friends and family are for. That's, that's what we, we should be there for each other. I'm sorry for the long pause, I'm debating telling you something. I had a, I'll tell you, but I won't say any names. We'll just call him, we'll call him uh, Rob. I actually had a suicide email about three weeks ago. I've had one once before. And if you follow me on Facebook, and if you have for a while, you'll, you'll know about that particular story, how the girl sent me an email and I was able to, Track her down on Facebook with her, you know, with where she lives. And uh, I was able to call the authorities there and they were able to find her and get to her before she made any drastic decisions. And she emailed me later on saying that she was thankful that I had done that. She wasn't angry with me at all and she was getting help. But this wasn't the case. I wasn't, they sent me the letter. And I think they sent me the letter specifically knowing that I wouldn't be able to get to it until it was too late. They said, I won't, I won't get into details, but they said that they had a plan to end their, end their lives within 30 hours. And I jumped online. He, he, he gave me just enough information in his email that I was able to jump onto Facebook and track him down but there was no way to message him there. He had it set so nobody could message him. I looked at his family and I tried to go to their Facebook pages and I couldn't message them. I, uh, I knew where he worked cause he had mentioned about his, mentioned his job and how it was going downhill. Um, so I looked on his Facebook and found out where he worked and what city that was in. I called the police. They tried to track him down. They found an address for him that was no longer valid, so nobody was there. Um, nobody could find the family members that I pointed out on Facebook. I, I I was working on this for hours after he emailed me, and I didn't know what had happened. I I was afraid to email him back because I didn't want to trigger him. I didn't want that to be the one thing that caused him to make a decision, and I'm not sure if that was the right decision or not. Fortunately, after that 30 hours, he did get back to me and said that he, that he flipped a coin and life won out, and he ended up getting some help from a family member. But I was, I don't even know how to put this. I was terrified about what I should do at that point. I don't know why. I should have emailed him directly back and said, dude, you've got reasons to live. And I did do that, but I paused on it. And I was already close to that 30 hour mark by the time I even saw his email. So I was in that panic state. You know how sometimes you want to say something, but you're not sure that if you do say something, it'll be the worst thing to say. And you'll end up causing some some person to make the wrong decision. That's kind of where I was. But looking back on that, And Rob, I know that's not your real name, but if you're listening and you know who you are, I am so sorry that I did not email you back immediately. I don't know if I would have made the 30 hour mark or not. Um, But I don't and and I don't know if it would have been the right thing to do. But now now looking back on it, I feel like I should have at least um, I I think I I couldn't have faulted myself if I had tried to reach out and, and say something. So I, I spoke with three different police departments that day. You can't call 911 when it's something that's happening, you know, in a completely other state because they they connect you to the local 911. I've tried that in the past, it doesn't work. So you have to call the local um, the lo- <coughs> excuse me, the the local police stations, by the way. I, and here's something else that really made that a really bad day. I was calling the police departments and, because, and it, was a, it was a weekend, nobody was there to pick up the phone. Every single police station I called, they said, if it's an emergency, call 911. Uh, otherwise you can call this other number, the dispatch center. Seriously, you can't have one person at the police station on a weekend? D- do you feel that, that emergencies don't happen on Saturdays and Sundays? Seriously? That, that was so frustrating. Here it is I'm wanting to help somebody I, I I'm trying to save the life of somebody in their in their community probably and there's nobody there to answer the phone to help out they send me to their dispatch and their dispatch i don't, I have no I have no idea but they they give you a second number to call and sometimes two two out of the three times I couldn't get anybody on that on thats on that phone I don't know for those of you who were who were pro defund the police, this is this is the kind of thing that that happens when 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 you do defund the police, there's nobody there to call in order for you to try and save the life of somebody who is in a crisis. All right, man, I am so sorry. I don't know why I'm in this mood today, folks. I really don't. I should be in a great mood. I am in. I'm in. I, I, I'm, for the first time in my life, I'm using doing an Airbnb. I'm in this beautiful little cottage in Texas. It is just adorable, and so and it's it's comfortable. The air conditioning's on, despite the fact that it's like 105 outside, and that's not an exaggeration. Uh, so I, I should I should be in such a great mood right now, getting ready to to visit my dad, you know. And that should be I should be in a good mood for that, but I don't know. Um. So, I think I I don't have anybody else to uh, spew to, I guess, for lack of a better words. So I'm spewing it to you. All right. So, uh, moving on, uh, this goes to the, or excuse me. This is from Jim. Hey Darren. So Arata, I had surgery last Friday to repair a ruptured distal bicep tendon. Ow, man, that hurts. I'm a veteran of, of joint surgeries, having had both knees repaired. And this new arm surgery is to be really blunt, a effer. Uh, notice, by the way, folks. I said "effer," didn't use the real word because somebody might get triggered. Uh, oh my! Had no idea so much pain could come from one little area. So you figure in as my so you figure in as my anchor and reward when I finish my exercises. You are much better than drugs to take my mind off of the discomfort. Many, many things, uh, many, many thanks are in order. This is a short-term situation, and the list of things that are worse is long. Not reaching out for pity, just wanted to thank you for what you do. Hope all is well with you, and you're enjoying the Weird Mobile. Uh, the Weird Mobile. Yeah, and It looks fantastic, best wishes, and that's Jim. Thank you, Jim. I, I appreciate that. Uh, to tell you the truth, I'm really not sure if it's going to stay the Weird Mobile. That's that's not what I've been you I've been saying the Weird Darkness Machine, but I'm not sure it's going to stay that way. Um, Robin's been calling it the, the Dark Mobile. I've considered Weird Darkness Beast. Um the Weird Darkness Black Shuck. But see, then that I'd have to I'd have to explain Black Shuck to people, and and that would just be that'd be too much of a hassle. But um Jim, I'm very sorry that you had to go through all of these surgeries. Uh I, I personally have not, but I've seen it happen. My dad happened to go through exactly what you're going through. He had to go through both knees being replaced. Uh and also I think it was both, was it both shoulders? It may have been only one shoulder, but he said the knee pain was so bad um, that he almost didn't go in for the second one. Uh, Because they they don't normally do both at the same time because you can't get around at all if if that happens. So I don't know if that's what happened to you or not, but I saw the pain he was in and oh my, uh, I would not want, I wouldn't want that for anybody that I know. So um, I'm thankful that uh, you're getting through that and to say to say that I am better than drugs to take your mind off of the discomfort—that's <laughs> that is the ultimate compliment, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, I I'm sure there there's got to be an ad ad campaign in that somewhere, you know, for like for the you know forget bear, you know, when it comes to the real massive pain, weird darkness. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, this one comes from Christine from uh, L.A. Apparently, dear Darren, I know everyone says this, but I wanted to say thank you. I have Lupus, a genetic autoimmune disease. Your podcast saves me every day. My mind is stuck in a body that doesn't function. You give me something to think about other than the pain and the fatigue. I admire the way you advocate for the uh, mental health community. For obvious reasons, I fight depression one minute at a time some days. I started from the first Spotify episode and haven't and have almost made it to Halloween 2020. I guess if you use this on the air, I'll find out eventually. Either way, thank you from the bottom of my witch heart, I thank you. May bottom yep, that's what she says. Okay. Either way, thank you from the bottom of my witch heart, I thank you. May you may uh may your God bless you and the road you walk. Always remember that to some of us, you're the angel sent to save us from our prison. Many blessings to you and yours, sincerely, Christine from LA. That is a great line. You're the angel sent to save us from our prison. Not for me necessarily, but just just that line in general for for any purpose. That is that is really poetic, Christine. Thank you very much for applying that to me. I don't deserve that at all. Uh, I I don't know I don't know anything about lupus. Um, I I know of somebody who said that she had it, but I don't know. She must not have been very severe because you're saying that you're kind of stuck in your body and you can't move. Um, at least that's the way your email came across. It almost sounds like Lou Gehrig's disease. And if that's the case, I am I'm really, really sorry. Um maybe it's maybe you can't move just because if you do, the pain is too intense. Maybe that's what it is. But still, either way, um I'm really sorry to hear that you're going through that. I I wish I could help you. Um And yeah, the depression. I, I can I definitely can see why you would why you would be dealing with depression. You're you're one of those cases where it wouldn't be, you know, the genetic or you know, a chemical imbalance. I mean, you've got true reason to be depressed. Uh, I mean, depression comes in so many different ways, and sometimes it is certainly because there are reasons to be depressed. So I can understand that. Uh, Halloween twenty twenty. So you actually uh, almost made it to the live stream uh, for for twenty twenty. I've got a live stream for twenty twenty one, and uh, now's a good time to say yes, I am planning a live stream for twenty twenty two. Did post about it on Facebook the other day about how I've uh, found a couple of parody songs that I'm going to be adding in. Uh, there's an original song that I'm working on that I'm, I hope to have done before the live scream, uh, added another sing-along, which will be fun to do. And of course, all the stories that I'll be telling you. So it'll, it should be a lot of fun. Um, eventually I'm going to have to start pre-recording the live stream because there's so much stuff that I want to add to it uh, each year. I get, I keep wanting to make, to put more and more into it. And eventually it's just going to be too hard to do live. Uh, okay, so this next one comes from Janine. Uh, this came in a few days ago. Uh, good evening. Wanted to let you know I voted and thank you for all you do by, pro- by providing more content and your narration is impeccable. I am sure you will come out on top. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Janine. Well, thank you, Janine. I appreciate that. Janine's referring to the podcast awards that I was asking you, and I think every episode, to go and vote for and. I should have results with that. I believe they're pl- they are uh, releasing those on National Podcast Day, which is September thirtieth. They will give you no indication whatsoever until uh Aug until late August, if you are even a contender. At which point they might tell you if you're in the top ten or top twenty. Because at that point, they ask you to create a thank you video just in case you are the winner. But you won't know until September 30th on podcast day or a national podcast day. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. But thank you, everybody who voted. Uh, We started voting for the true crime category and the uh, storyteller drama category. And then somebody told me later, hey, you're in the people's choice category, too. I had no idea about that one. So whoever nominated me for that, thank you. I appreciate that. I probably won't get that one. That's a tough one to get, and we also got in early, got in late on the voting for that one. But just even, it sounds cliche, and I don't mean for it to, but just to be nominated for People's Choice by somebody that really is that 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 really is sensational. That means a lot. So thank you for that. Uh, okay, moving on to Marcel. Uh, Let's see, Marcel says, you are, where to go? Hey, buddy, been a while, but I know you're a busy man. First off, I wanted to thank you for the new hoodie. I just love it. I'll be needing it in a couple months. Also, congratulations on the rad machine. I love the SUV. I hope it helps with your mood swings. It's funny, but I do the same. Singing calms me down. And lastly, I want to say hi to your Mrs. Robin. She must be quite the lady, understanding and being there for you. I have one of those special ladies, too, going on 45 years. I watched your thank you video, and you're welcome. I'm trying to do my part to help you and the people in our situation. Keep the pods coming. Bye for now. The cowboy from Northern Ontario. Marcel. Thank you, Marcel. I appreciate it. Yes, I I did marry very, very well. She's, uh, Robin is a very special woman, and I really don't know what I did to, to have God give her to me in my life. I wish I did know what that was cause I'd do it again and again and again, uh, for the, for that kind of blessing. And I think I did post about, about the, uh, like a thank you video for the machine. I believe I did that a few days ago. Let me double check here real quick. I know I did that uh on video and yeah there it is thank you from weird darkness host darren marler i did that on july 28th okay so it is in the podcast good so you all if you haven't heard it you can go back and listen to it now because that really has been a blessing to me the uh the weird darkness suv going out and and it's taking my mental health drives that does bring up something that i wanted to talk about though regarding the 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 weird darkness suv let me get a sip of something real quick I'm sipping the water that's left from the ice of a diet limeade made from Sonic. <laughs> it's essentially it's flavored ice. Okay. But I have a question about the machine. I really do need a name for it. I need, I need an official name. Like I said earlier, I've been calling it the Weird Darkness Machine. Um, I started by calling it the Weird Darkness Explorer, thinking that it was going to be an Explorer. It's actually now, it's a Ford Expedition. Uh, that's a long drawn out story I won't get into, but uh, we need a name for it. And uh, like I said, Robbins called it the uh, the Darkness Mobile. Uh, some have said the Weird Mobile, the Weird Darkness Mobile. I always I thought Mobile uh, the Mobile kind of like the Batmobile. It's, it's a little too obvious. Um, it almost sounds cheesy. Not that I'm not that I'm opposed to cheesy. You've heard the podcast, you know. <laughs> you know, cheesy sometimes fits but I really want some identifiable name because we're going to be promoting the vehicle. There's a possible, a very good possibility that I have found a sponsor for the weird darkness road trip. And if that's the case, then as I promote, where I'm going to be in the future, I need an actual name for the vehicle. So, and I'm not talking about a name, like calling it Jack. I mean, it does need to be brand- like a branded type of thing. So weird darkness machine, weird darkness, Beast, um, like I said, the black shuck earlier, but I think that'd be that would cost that would create too much explaining. Uh, maybe I'll look up, you know, uh, you know, other words for beast or something like that. A Weird darkness, spook vehicle or spook, uh, spook truck, spook spook mobile might actually work. The Weird darkness, spook mobile. Um, I don't know, but I need your your input on that. So, what you can do is you can send me an email, Darren at WeirdDarkness.com. Darren is D-A-R-R-E-N. Darren at WeirdDarkness.com, and send me your idea for a, a vehicle name for the Weird Darkness SUV. For the it's a Ford Expedition 2019, in case you need to know. Uh and I'll I'll gather up the best ones and maybe we'll do a, a poll or something, or I'll do another podcast episode and tell you all what the what the the top choices are and then maybe we can make a decision from there but I could use your help on that I've kind of had a roadblock in my head when it comes to naming the vehicle uh, okay so um, moving on we'll go to uh, this one comes to or comes from that is uh, uh, they, they don't leave their name I won't use their email address we'll just say his name is Bill okay I literally just figured out what a podcast was a couple of days ago. Yes, I'm apparently behind the times. Well, I stumbled across your podcast and I'm truly addicted. It'll take a while to figure out what I'm doing and get this down pat, but I'm truly enjoying what I'm hearing. Thank you for, for providing content like this. Your voice and how you tell the stories make me feel like I'm right there inside the story you're telling. Well, thank you, Bill. I I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad you found the podcast. You enjoy what you're hearing. Uh, once you get used to downloading and listening to podcasts I I think you're gonna really enjoy it even with the podcasts that aren't mine I mean I don't want you to give up mine I want you to continue listening to mine but there are other podcasts out there that are worth listening to so uh, in fact I almost uh, exclusively listen to podcasts now when I'm going to bed or when I'm in the car Um, that's assuming that's when I'm not singing in the car that is Um, I used to listen to talk radio when I'd flip around to different music stations all the time, but it has been a long time since I have listened to traditional radio, which is kind of ironic, saying as I do have the Weird Darkness radio show on 40-some stations, but don't tell anybody that. Shh. I'll also be canceling the radio show soon because I can't afford to keep up with it. Shh. So anyway, thank you very much, uh, Bill. I appreciate it. Uh, Next one comes from Chip saying, I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now. I'm currently listening to October 2021. I just wanted to let you know my feelings about some of the emails that you receive. The last one I heard was about your voice. Don't worry about haters. You have an awesome voice for telling the stories you do on your podcast. When reading your creepypastas and stories by other authors, I really like that you can change voices depending on who is talking. I listened to a few other dark podcasts and have left them because of not liking the reader's voice. I'm glad that you don't take things to heart. I have a couple of favorites, the creepy pastas and stories you stories you you read, the topics, along with your voice, draw me into the stories, and the retro radio broadcasts. I also appreciate the coming out of the darkness chapter and verses from the Bible, even though I'm agnostic, and the positive quotes from others that you present. Keep up the good work, and I will continue to listen. Cheers, signed Chip. Thank you, Chip. I appreciate that. We haven't done retro radio in a while. Uh, that's actually a very expensive one to do. And I had a pod, I had a, uh, a sponsor for it at one time, but I don't anymore. It, it, I'm not kidding. It costs me three hundred dollars per episode to do the retro radio, uh, the old time radio shows. So I would need to find somebody that's willing to fork out like twelve hundred dollars a month in order to bring those back. I really miss them too. I love old time radio shows. Um, maybe, maybe the day will come that we can do that. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm looking for sponsors here and there and uh, hopefully we can find something uh, for that. And the last one I have here is from David. Uh, David says, Darren, first let me congratulate you on such an awesome show. I recently drove from Leavenworth, Kansas to Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio to Nashville, Nashville to Leavenworth, Kansas, and then to and from Leavenworth to Nashville and back again in a period of eight days. Oh my gosh, that's a trip. Wow. Uh, That is nearly 3,000 miles, and I listened to your show the entire drive. I enjoyed every minute of what I heard, and I'm looking forward to my next long drive just so that I can listen to Weird Darkness uninterrupted again. One of the episodes I listened to talked about items disappearing and reappearing again in places where they should have been easily found. This reminded me of something I experienced in the summer of 2002. It was in the evening, and I was doing some modifications to my computers and setting up a new proxy server to share the dial-up connection. I had, uh, oh excuse me, to share the the dial-up connection I had through my modem. Yes, it was in the good old days when we all had to uh, listen to that annoying dial-up sound that every modem produced. I was using the Phillips screwdriver on my Swiss Army knife to tighten down the screws on my computer case, and that's when my phone upstairs rang. I went upstairs to answer the phone, and then went back downstairs to continue what I was working on. It was at that time that I noticed that the Swiss Army knife I was using was not on the chair where I left it. I must have... Uh, uh, I must have spent an hour looking for the dang thing and I even went back upstairs looking for it, thinking perhaps I was having a case of dumbass and had taken it with me when I answered the phone. As expected, the knife was nowhere upstairs either. Frustrated, I went back to the computer room and plopped myself back down in my office chair. It was at this time that I felt a sharp object poke through my pants and into my scrotum. Oh, yikes! Not only was the Swiss Army knife back where I left it, but now the Phillips head screwdriver was closed and one of the knife blades were open needless to say i was bleeding significantly and that ended my night of computer geeking i was the only person in the house and there was no way that knife could have remained out of sight on my office chair to this very day whenever i sit down i think of this incident and since i have had 3 more children since that day <laughs> since i've had 3 children since that day i'm guessing no permanent damage was done uh, let me know if you decide to read my letter uh, in one of your shows. I have a few more weird tales I could write about. I work on Fort Leavenworth, and dang near every building has been reported as being haunted. Signed, David. David, yes, yeah, send me your other your stories. Uh, this is actually a fireside frights type of story that I could I could have uh, sent in there, but your really nice comments at the beginning uh, maybe decide to use it in the chamber of comments instead. But I'm, that was. <laughs> I'm very sorry that happened to you, but thank you for sharing it because that was also extremely funny. So, and what a great email to end with. Thank you so much for that, uh, David. I really appreciate it. Uh, there was, there was something I wanted to comment on in there. Um, all of that traveling and everything. Goodness gracious. That's amazing. Oh yeah. That's what I was. Yeah. Um, I, I, I traveled from, uh, Rockford, Illinois, which is Northwest of Chicago, um, to the Dallas area, which is where I am right now. And, uh, so I got to, I got to uh, see a lot of cars on the road and so many people were taking a look at the, uh, the weird darkness SUV. And, um, I have, I was in the, I was in the uh, drive through at a, at a McDonald's, uh, once. And I saw a guy, he was getting ready to walk into the building and he stopped behind the SUV, looked at it. I could see him. I was looking in my rear view mirror. I could see him mouth the words weird darkness. He pulled out his phone and took a photo of the back of the vehicle, so I have a feeling I've, I've got a new listener there, or at least a curious listener, and I think I actually did pass, or excuse me, the other way around, I think a weirdo passed me on the highway, and if this is you and you're listening, I'm very sorry that I didn't catch you. You might have been trying to catch my attention while you were next to me on the highway, but I was listening to the radio or something, I didn't see you, but you pulled uh, in front of me, and uh, as before you before you pulled away to speed up, you waved, you put your hand out the, out the window and waved. And so I'm assuming that was a wave for me. And if I missed you, I'm very, very sorry. Uh, I, I really wish uh, I would have been able to say hi to you face-to-face, you know, via our windows, you know, Top Gun style. So anyway, thank you very much, uh, everybody. I appreciate it. And uh, if again, you can email me anytime, Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at WeirdDarkness.com. God bless.